Asalaamu Alaikum, welcome to the episode of the GameSpot After Dark podcast that takes place during Ramadan. I am your very fasting host, Tamar wow. Hussain. Um, this is episode 139. My energy is low, but I'm going to try and raise my spirits because I'm joined by Jean-Luc Saipke. Howdy do. I thought you said GameSpot ass through dark and I was trying to... Figure out yeah. what you meant by that. Yeah, because this podcast you know is ass. baby. Wow. 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 <laughs> Big, thick energy today. <laughs> um, Jordan Ramey is also here. What up, what up? And that voice you heard rudely intruding earlier before his <laughs> moment was given is our very own Michael Hyam. Still our very own Michael Hyam because he, was, he will always be our very own Michael Hyam. <laughs> what to do, baby? He's back, baby. He's back. Hey, and he's already, I'm looking in the dock and he's already... He's wilding. He's wilding out here. There's hey, the topic of the week. Listen. And it just says Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy. He's out here. <laughs> y'all y'all didn't put anything, so I was like, you know what? Let me let me do something. Let me do something for y'all. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I remember looking y'all. at that in the dock and being like, Oh, did something in Final Fantasy 14 actually happen no. that we need to talk about? And I'm like, wait, no, this is just, just Michael. another day like, in, <laughs> in the world of Final Fantasy for Michael High. <laughs> yeah. Every every day, every everything is news when it comes to Final Fantasy 14. So uh, you know, it's your motherfucking boy. Keep it yeah. up, fanbite, what? Yeah, like, okay, all right. The good thing is, Michael Himes' what we've been playing session, surprisingly, is quite diverse. It is. It is, it is, it is good. I've not filled mine out, so we're going to start with someone else so I can think about what we've actually been doing. And we're going to start with Jean-Luc. Hello. Because you've been playing Lego Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, Tell us about it. This game surprised me. To be honest, I, I was like not really sure if I was going to be into it. Not because the game didn't look good, because I'm just like, ah, you know, I'm I'm kind of over Star Wars and and uh, uh, and where I'm currently at, like I'm just kind of done with the whole thing uh, for the moment. Ain't <laughs> but yeah. but you know, like I genuinely like remember picking up that original Lego Star Wars game and just being obsessed with it. Uh, like the game was like amazing and that was like probably the height of like my, my star wars fandom and also i was like really in lego as a kid and i remember loving those games so i was really really excited um to at least like kind of see what was up when i got this code uh to check it out and it's really fun because guess what uh like lego is still super cool and it's easier to enjoy star wars when you play something where it doesn't take star wars seriously in the slightest when it's just like being goofy and ripping on it and you know like you can just kind of have fun with it mm. you're not you're not like tied down to like the ugh, like the lore and the all the weird internet arguments that i feel like just star wars has become so it's like yeah i just gotta have like a fun time it's it's a game made for kids so there's like no pressure to any of its like um you know combat or anything it's it's really chill turns out that's exactly what i wanted uh it's like the perfect game to play after just the the glutton of like Elden Ring and just like all these like really like long ass like punishing hard games like just to go from like that to Lego Star Wars really chill it's it's a lot of fun i i i quite 
like it. Is it is it still the exact same game? What what are they doing differently? If I didn't really care for them before, will I care for them now? Uh, so it is quite different. The original Lego games were just sort of these like bespoke levels. I think they had like five or six for each uh, episode where they would kind of, you know, and you'd go through like a major event from the movie and then it kind of moves on. These, they still have that, but the uh, the levels are completely redone. So it's not like they're, uh, even for like the older movies that were previously in Lego games, they are reimagined. So it's not like a remaster or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what they do is they kind of, in between each of these levels, they have these like hub areas for each planet that you can then just explore, which is really interesting because you'll, so you'll like go to Tatooine, you'd be like, oh, we got to go and go over here and you can head to the cantina and do the story quest. And then it'll be like, all right, now you got to go to the Money and Falcon. But in between that, you could just wander around Moss Eisley and you can, you know, do side quests, find collectibles and stuff like that. That stuff's really interesting. It doesn't fully work in that I think it kind of gives the game like an odd pacing because you can if you were to just mainline the the story stuff it's actually really quick you could get through like each episode in like an hour and a half if you wanted and just kind of mainline through it but you could very easily get distracted and be like I'm going to run around and do all this exploration uh, and and that's where like a lot of like there's like side missions and there's collectibles and there's just like all this content that you could completely miss but it kind of makes the pacing weird because you could like totally just like halt the story and just do the side stuff for like several hours if you wanted um which is kind of a it's like i don't know it's it's i quite like it but i do think that stuff can have a tendency to get like a little exhausting so it's almost like you you maybe Maybe it's like, ah, oh, I kind of want a little break from the story, so I'm going to do a couple side stuff, but then you kind of want to get back into the the uh, story later. So you kind of have to like decide how you want to pace yourself with that. I eventually mm. was sort of like, I just kind of got to get through this to get like through to the next level so I can capture footage. So I kind of eventually ignored that stuff and just kept going. And then there's a, I think it's called like a uh, like a galaxy mode where you can just hop in and just like explore any of the planets you've previously visited um, and just kind of like wander around. And there's a lot to it because it's not just like the planets. You can go above the planets and you have a ship and there's like ship combat and there's like specific bespoke missions like, uh, you know, with like mm-hmm. in space. So there's like a ton there. If you were just to play through the main stories, you would be missing a huge amount of what right. this game has to offer, which is is neat. Um, I don't think I'm gonna hundred percent it the way I did with those mm-hmm. other ones. Uh, even as a kid, I remember like the Lego Star Wars Complete Saga, where they combined the first two Lego games together, was like a stupid amount of of collectibles. Yeah. It was huge. Yeah, and this you have to spend a lot of time <laughs> is kind of a same level of just like there are. I think the main collectibles are called Kyber Bricks, and there are over yeah. 1,000 Kyber Bricks, and there's over Hell 400 yeah. characters to collect. And I was like, That's content, baby. God damn it. That is Assassin's <laughs> Creed levels of collectibles. It is. It's, like, it's, it's insane. There's brick out there. And like, some of them are really easy to get, and some of them, you know, like have these more kind of involved quests. And, and that's rad. Like, I can almost see myself kind of just randomly picking up this game as like, a, ah, you know. I just kind of want like a, a chill thing and I'm going to go collect some bricks or put on a podcast or, you know, I want to play something where I'm not really like paying attention or thinking about it. 
I think this kind of game is perfect for that. I, I mm, might. That's my life. Move, moving, <laughs> moving bricks and listening to podcasts. That's the story of my life. Allegedly. Allegedly. So uh, what I want to know is, Jordan, you are someone who has notoriously disliked Star Wars. Has, <laughs> yep, is this me. something that you might be you might consider to try and maybe find a new perspective on this franchise that you've sworn off and said is for babies? <laughs> wow. I, wow. I can't believe you. <laughs> Someone's going to, like, quote that, like, take that audio out and be like, Jordan May is trying to cancel Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> But <laughs> it's, I mean, I think that this is probably the best way to enjoy episodes one through nine at this point to just play through this game from the little bit that I have managed to play. It's like John Luke said, the kind of discussion around these movies has kind of gotten to a place that is not ideal. But this kind of brings it back to the idea that, like, these movies, as much as they try to be very serious, like, science fantasy drama, are also kind of inherently silly in a way, and kind of goofy. And it leans a bit into that regard for some of its jokes and some of its uh, puns and whatnot. Um, I wish they had a bit more to play with for episodes 7, 8, and 9. I have a feeling that they were probably really scared about trying to do a bunch of meme stuff around 7, 8, and 9, considering the online discussion around Mm -hmm. those movies. But the stuff that I've at least seen for episodes 1 through uh, 6 is really cool, really awesome. I would have loved to have had a game like this when I was... 12 and only getting two video games a year and needed like one game to last me three and a half four months so (laughs) yeah to that point um this covers all nine episodes like how long is this shit i know you said like each episode is about an hour and a half yeah about an hour and a half lots of cover so you could easily spend i would say like anywhere between you know 10 to 15 hours just just going through the story but then like i said there's so much content that i Oh, I mean, I could easily see it taking like 30 to 40 hours to try and do everything if you really wanted. Wow. Um, That's and, what's up. and it's not just like you're, you know, like they, they put in a, a a good amount of effort into that side stuff. There's, you know, voice dialogue. That's the other thing is this, uh, this is kind of more like the more recent Lego games where they actually have like voice acting mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. Um, I know I, I always preferred the more kind of just like mumbly, like non-speaking Lego stuff because I thought you can unlock that. You can. So it's like it's a setting yes. where you can revert it back to its mumble. Yeah, they, like, they have a bunch of like, they have a bunch of cheat codes. Mumble core rappers. And one of them unlocked from the get go is mumble, where it just makes them all talk like in those old style Lego games, which I think is like really fun. But the voice acting is actually pretty good because they not only got. I think they got a couple of the big names for the movies, like Anthony Daniels and um, uh, mm. Billy Billy D. Williams. Um, but they also got like, wow, a, um, really? yeah, yeah, he's okay. Yeah. Uh, he, he, I mean, like <laughs> Billy D. Williams at this point, old. just like, yo, it's a check. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, it's not his best uh, Lando, but it's also like ah, yeah, that's cool. Um, but they got a lot from the TV show as well. So, like, the, if you're familiar with like the voices for Obi Wan and Anakin from like the Clone Wars, they got them in there and and all that stuff. Yeah. And and they do a good job. So it's like that uh, that stuff's all really well done. And they've they have like tons of like little 
like Easter eggs and, and little mini dialogue like that. Like even when you're just exploring, mm. like I saw a clip of uh if you like play as Kylo Ren and Darth Vader in your party, like Kylo Ren will have this like dialogue where he's like fanboying out. He's like, Oh my god, it's Darth Vader. Oh, this is your moment. <laughs> I've been I've been wanting to talk to him. Oh, don't screw it up, Kylo. You gotta you gotta get you know, and like Vader's like, <laughs> look at this fucking nerd. Like, I don't give a shit about you. Uh <laughs> And, like, a ton of little references. Like, uh, there was, like, a crazy taxi joke at one point and just all these little Easter eggs. Yeah. (laughs) Like, just random shit. Like, you can tell the writers had a lot of fun just cramming in as many, uh, not only, like, Star Wars Easter eggs, but um, just, like, random video game jokes as well. And I'm like, this is cool. Like, you could tell there was a lot of love into this game they understand that not only kids play these games that people like over the age of 20 with like some <laughs> idea of the yeah, past Star Wars, 20 Star Wars so got odd a, years of culture yeah Star Wars has play, a big uh, games too. they got a man a big man baby audience so oh yeah 100%, 100% the sweatiest man babies um what I was gonna say is uh have they ever done Clone Wars in Lego they did they have they yeah did. That was the third okay. Lego Star Wars game they did the Clone Wars. Oh, I played a little bit of that. I remember that being pretty all right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So they did prequel trilogy, then the original trilogy, then Clone Wars, and then just Episode 7. Does Lego and Ahsoka so- exist then? Yes. She Lego does. Ahsoka I think she's exists. coming as DLC. She is coming as yeah, DLC. I think they have a bunch of DLC packs that are based around like the Mandalorian and uh, oh, like Rogue One. Bad but batch. but they're just character packs. You don't get like levels or anything like that. So which is bullshit. <laughs> oh, man. I hate to see it. <laughs> uh, the question now becomes, what franchise do you most want lego for a game? Because I, I honestly, I wouldn't mind a LEGO, LEGO Dark Souls, but... <laughs> Um, this motherfucker. Ooh. Would you want it to play like the Lego games, or to actually no, be I a want it to play like, like a, I want it to be abs- I want it to be brutal. I want it to be harder <laughs> than any other. I want kids to yeah. cry when this game comes like, out. Oh, look, this is cute. I'm gonna play this. Uh, no, motherfucking, you get no, your ass you're beat. Not. You ain't. You ain't playing. Damn. You can go you, take your uh, ass back to school. Tam, you want 60 FPS Bloodborne? Well, you're gonna get Lego Bloodborne. How about that? <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. At this point, I'll take it. I'll have it. Oh, that actually. Um, but yeah, what, what would you? What would you do? Uh, you're given shit. the keys to the Lego Kingdom and the keys to the franchise kingdom okay. of all media. What do you pick? I got. I got two. Uh, okay. Lego X Files. I think would be. Oh, oh yeah, wow. that's cute. That's would be really, really cute. You just. I, I'm imagining like all just the weird fucked up shit in the x-files but like in lego form i think would be <laughs> oh, so much potential great idea. uh the other one would idea. be lego futurama i think would be really fun oh, oh shit lego futurama. i think that would fit really well with like their current style where they have like these open hub areas like ah, like you could just walk around like new new york and you know like visit all the different planets and they can base uh you know levels around different episodes i think that'd be perfect yeah jordan oh. what about you i would say uh I completely forgot that I'm like, oh, Lego Star Wars, that's based on like TV shows and movies. I immediately went to uh, Lego-fying a video game. I won uh, Legend of Zelda and kind of like similar to how Skywalker Saga is set up where you can visit multiple movies. It's revisiting uh, multiple games in the series Um, and yes, getting to play as different characters from 
all of those games. I want them to like really lean into the like, oh, there's 300 plus like Lego figures. I'm like, make some really obscure like mm. yeah. Zelda character playable in Lego form. I'm not quite sure who like the most obscure Zelda character is, but I'm sure there's something that they could throw in there that's like only 14 people know about. Yeah. <laughs> Lego Zelda. That's quite interesting. What about you, Haim? Don't say Lego uh, Final Fantasy. No, I, I was gonna, was gonna say it, but I'm like, nah. I think the, the, all the, the Final I, I, yo, remaster all of them. I think the <laughs> magic about like the Lego games is like taking something that is live action and making it cartoony. Mm. Um, so I wouldn't like say like another video game franchise or like an anime or or a cartoon franchise. I don't think that would. I don't think that plays into the strengths of Lego. Something yeah, live action. Too, I don't know. What? <laughs> Nothing. Continue. Oh. I was thinking like maybe like maybe like something that could use a little bit more that could still be serious but a little bit more lighthearted in the same way that Lego Star Wars is like maybe like a Lego Blade Runner would be sick. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Both you and Tam going for like such adult <laughs> franchise. Yeah, that's but, a, I, I, but I think that's cool. It's like let's let's one. let's break down this this thing that seems like very dark and uh, for adults, but kind of eat, level the playing field a little bit. And I feel like mm. you could do like some Deus Ex style RPG elements along with that, which would be really cool. But like, I don't know. I, I feel like Cyberpunk and like Blade Runner could use yeah. a more modern refresher. I mean, 2077 was, mm-hmm. I don't know, debatable, but uh, I think that'd be cute. I think it'd be cool. I want to see Lego, yeah, that could be Lego Ryan Gosling with like the purple glow looking at the yeah. hologra- Lego hologram. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, that ain't so bad. That'd be good. That could work. I like that. That's a good one. I know there are a bunch of Lego Star Wars games. Have they ever done Lego Star Trek? Like, have they just done the other oh. side of... I was going to say, Star Trek is one that they have never done. That's, yeah. a, that's, that's, the, that's a really good that's one. That's the one that made me think, what else could they do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that um, yeah, that would be good. Uh, Jean-Luc, what else have you been checking out? Uh, I put down Moon Knight because uh, Ooh, Jordan yeah. has also been watching that. I'm curious what Jordan thinks. So have All I. two episodes. Yeah, yeah. I, wa- I watched them both last night. I've watched one episode. I've watched one episode. Uh, so no spoilers. It, it's all right so far. I don't know. I'm not really sure how I feel about it yet. There's things about it I really like. I really enjoy Oscar Isaac um, mm. in his performance. He's He's... I mean, look, like Oscar Isaac's hot. Ooh, uh, that dude is fine as fuck. He, he yeah. is fine <laughs> as fuck, and his I I like I like the kind of I don't know how to describe his character, but just very almost like uh a, a like neurotic kind of uh like loner um character who is mm. suffering from I I I guess some like a form of insomnia. You would kind of say not exactly what but um yeah kind of like kind of uh <laughs> I, I guess i don't want to like spoil anything for anyone who hasn't seen it and doesn't know what moon knight's about but and just has never read moon knight <laughs> but yeah i like i like his character i like the uh dynamic where he is playing off of another character like 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 he's he's shown a lot of range in that in that role in a way that i think is mm. is fun and interesting the actual Absolutely. like actiony marvely parts of it i was kind of a little whatever about i was like yeah it's it's fine i guess i don't know it's like more like that stuff just doesn't surprise me anymore with marvel where i'm just like yep yeah, all right here's like a little fight scene um i i did i like the the first episode a lot because it intentionally doesn't show the fighting as much like it, it like yeah it like that was a really clever way of doing that and it, it makes you just like 
more interested because they're like, oh, okay, you're doing something different. Second episode gets a little more like, all right, we got to have the actual fight scene with like a CG monster. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's it fine or whatever. But um, I like the character. I, I dig the setting. Um, kind of like they're really playing into the, um, like the Egyptian mythology stuff in a way that I think it's like yeah. really cool and, and, and fun to see. So there's some, there's authenticity to the Egyptian side. Of yes. it that I appreciate quite a bit, mm-hmm. which it seems like they've gone mm-hmm. quite far to represent authenticity. There's a good article about it that yeah. went around. Oh, I can't remember who did it. Um, yeah. They, they didn't just like look at, stick a fucking yeah. like oversaturated yellow. yellow filter <laughs> and called it, it good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hollywood reporter did an article called how moon Knight." harnessed the power of Egypt's top creatives and even flew over a taxi driver to push for authenticity and avoid the Orientalist look. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Yeah, and, and, the, and, the, and the music, uh, the uh, track that plays during the credits for episode two, I was like, yeah, all right. Like, they were, like, you know, they're, yeah. they're really pulling from, mm. like, uh, you know, that culture in a way that is like, yes, this is great to see. This is different. This is not just, like, that the usual, like, Marvel crap that mm-hmm. you get. Um, so I dig it. Yeah. I, I, I watched one mm. episode and I was like, I like this. I'm, I'm sad that they didn't pull from the Moon Knight, uh, meme culture and community because <laughs> I don't know if you follow Moon Knight meme culture and community, but me- Moon Knight shit posting is especially, but Moon Knight in the meme community and the shit posting community is like hopelessly addicted to ketamine. Um, and, and, and also has a bitter rivalry with Dracula who owes him money. So he's always looking at, there's a iconic scene of him, like walking into a cave and he's like, where are you Dracula? You little fucking nerd. I know you're around here. Give me my money. (laughs) Uh, And it's like, he's always looking for Dracula and he's always scamming the members of Avengers by promising shit to them and then not giving them anything. Moon Knight memes, Moon Knight shit posting is is my, one of my favorite things. I w- I really <laughs> hope they get like a like a good reference into that um, uh, in that show. But otherwise, yeah, I'm enjoying it. The f- I will say when when he was in costume, um, mm. I was a little underwhelmed by it. Yeah, there's something like it looks very much like, and this is gonna sound disparaging, but I don't mean it to be that way. It looks like a very good cosplay of Moon Knight. As opposed yeah, to like yeah. something that I believe. He also looks kind of chunky in there. Like he's <laughs> like, I'm like, are you all right in there, bro? Um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's, I, I'm excited to see more of it. Um, I've not seen episode two. I save it for the Fridays. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited to check out the second episode. Hawkeye is still somehow my favorite of the TV shows. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just because. That's the one I haven't seen. Hawkeye's great. I really it's surprisingly it. good. Yeah, because one, with yeah, it's based on it's really the, good. Yeah, it's based on the Matt Fraction run, which is like excellent. Um, and also like Haley Steinfeld's in it, and she's so good in that show. Yeah. You're like, oh yeah, this is good. They're like, I'm kind of hoping that Moon Knight pulls a Hawkeye, just in the sense that I remember watching Hawkeye and not being super hot about the first two episodes, yeah. and then it, it getting really to a place where I'm like, oh, I really like this, and I'm. Similar to John Luke, and where I'm like, I'm not super jazzed about these first two episodes. It's a lot of uh, setup, and granted, I think I need some of that setup because I'm not a Moon Knight's one of the few big uh, blind spots for me in terms of uh, Marvel stuff. Um, 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm 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 hoping we don't get another like a uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier situation where like by the end of it, I'm like, why was this a TV show? It could have been a movie. We could have condensed this storyline to a two and a half hour movie. Um, but I mean, the the shows so far have been on the better side, uh, in my opinion. So I'm willing to give it the benefit of the uh, doubt. Yeah, I hope it does develop. I also am um, see a lot of it takes place in London. And last time we were in London was Eternals, and if you think you if you think back to Eternals, it ended with a very 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 slight off-screen cameo of one of my favorite characters, young Mahershala Ali's voice. Ooh, <laughs> I, I want just the voice. That's the entire just cameo. the voice. So it was just his to, voice. Him to kind it of it comes up. from off-screen. I would love for them to drop a, a blade cameo in this moon knight and, and a blade team up seem pretty good like i feel like those characters would i believe they other. were on a team at one point very briefly um i think it might actually be what's it called the team that um uh, the game is coming for uh fuck, what's that marvel game that Firaxis is making oh midnight uh, suns midnight suns yeah, yes i think i think they might i think they might have been together on midnight suns i might be remembering that wrong though but they've definitely come into contact before but yeah exciting i'm excited to see Thanks, more too. um yeah anything else john luke no that's about it i i haven't mustered up the uh to watch the Halo TV show yet. I heard you see Master Chief's ass this week. Yeah. um, That boy got some geeks. They're not brave enough to have him turn around. (laughs) Cowards. Cowards, all of them. So I guess I gotta watch that. Is is this like suit, like just like assless chaps or some shit? Like, a fuck with the energy. He's got his, there's a scene where he needs to vent his suit and you know how Uh, like Darth Vader's like, you know in in one of those things where it's like and like it like comes out and then lifts up. They have that but just two plates on his butt cheek. (laughs) <laughs> are are you you're you're fucking with me? Yeah, he is. Okay, yeah. right. I was say like, because I fuck with I fuck with the energy. Like that's that's yeah. tight. Imagine but... that's how it had to go if he needed to yeah. take his shit every yeah. time. He needs to like vent his suit. He needs a special suit. Just yeah. To... Nah, I saw the image. It's just like him in a bathroom or something, just like fully nude, looking at the mirror. And, like yeah. Cortana's behind. Uh, it is as Master Chief an, does. As Master Chief does. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you ever just stand in a public restroom just staring in the mirror just completely naked a pu- whoa public restroom jordan you wild. i mean i guess it's not like public it's more it's like, yeah it's barracks? like an on-site uh, barracks. Yeah. yeah you know like at the ymca yeah. or something right you know okay yeah <laughs> yeah exactly. butt ass naked at the ymca <laughs> just i was gonna try and make a I'm going to make a joke around the Hammer of Dawn, but then I realized that's the Gears of War thing. <laughs> no, hey, little thing. Wrong franchise. Yeah, gamer card. Let me, I was let like, me, let me take that. I was that. about to say, people want to see Master Chief's Hammer of Dawn, but uh, that's the wrong franchise, and ain't nobody want, want to see Marcus Penis' his, uh, his uh, Oh, what is it called? Um, Marcus Penis. They want pillar. to see his Pillar of Autumn. Pillar of Autumn? <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you There's go. the title for the episode. <laughs> Master, Master Chief's Killer of Autumn. Autumn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just go write that down real quick. <laughs> just, uh, we just go, just go, just go real gross and do like Master Chief's five-inch Pillar of Autumn. Five inch. Well, okay, right. I shouldn't. I, I shouldn't mean, but he's a super soldier. Wait, let me check the average. Yo, all the it's all the inch. all the growth oh hormones they have him on, like. No, no, no. Let's do four. Let's do four inch. Although he so does, that people... doesn't he take a lot of steroids too? So like maybe it like counteracts it. 
to... Yeah, yeah. I, I say let's do Master Chief's four-inch pillar of autumn so right, people right. find him relatable. Right. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> Did you just look up the average <laughs> yes, the size of a Average peen. Gotta appeal to all the gamers, you know. <laughs> oh, wow, Master, Master Chief's just like the rest of us. He's like me! <laughs> He's <For> average! <laughs> 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 average is good it's not bad <laughs> uh jordan what have you been up to holy shit uh <laughs> um i uh play chinatown detective agency uh you can read up on my full thoughts about that in a review that i posted to GameSpot. <laughs> we've just been mm-hmm. on a rolls of assigning seven out of tens to games it's just and been I- a very very like good couple of weeks uh for us as we've just played a bunch of just good good mm. games uh solid experience for anyone who's just looking for some uh brain teasers and looking to i guess think really hard which applies to a very like small set group of people but i'm one <laughs> of those just insane people who's like oh i get to like jump down a wikipedia like rabbit hole of research about like this one turkish city or something like that to figure out where mm. this one stamp came from that's really cool for someone like me because i'm a fucking nerd um <laughs> but it's a solid like eight ten hour experience uh set in singapore so kind of like really leans into that uh southeast uh mm. like identity and setting to kind of be like oh this is a melting pot of cultures because like the british empire was here japan Mm. like conquered it for a bit and so like a lot of the people here speak english but a lot of them like use uh a bit of like uh mandarin and i can't remember the official it's not singaporean is the name of the language but like a kind of in the same way that uh there's like spanglish here in the u.s they have like a yeah. english mixed Sounds with like, uh yeah. southeast uh That's... dialect uh going on for some of the uh words um and so i'm like oh yeah like this is made by a singaporean studio they got uh singaporean and southeast asian actors to do the voice acting like oh, shit i should play this shit man like it's 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 good i enjoyed it the only like warning i would give is that when i played through it i encountered uh a lot of bugs um not Mm. like game breaking but enough to be like oh i had to like uninstall and reinstall the game once and like there was a couple of times where i'm like oh the audio's just not working um so i think i saw that the devs are working on an early patch for the game so maybe just hold off until that patch is out um but yeah, dope experience. Uh, you can read my full thoughts on the number one gaming website, GameSpot.com. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of China, fanbite. Fanbite's a solid number two. Like they actually know because we're number one, two, three, four. Yeah, and we're five. one to well, no, we're one to seven. Uh, oh, we're okay. one to seven I'll, now. I'll, I'll take eighth. That then in F one, that's still points. <laughs> top ten, mm-hmm. top ten, still. Yeah, still top ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what is a uh, Chinatown Detective Agency available on, and is it available for free on um, Game Pass? Uh, it is on Game Pass. It is available on uh, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Um, and for Game Pass, it's both a uh, console and uh, PC Game Pass. I want to say I don't. I'm pretty sure it's on both. I know it's. 
I know it's available through PC Game Pass, so I assume that it's also available through console Game Pass as well. Uh, but don't quote me on that if I'm wrong. We don't have like a wrong segment on this podcast, so because we're always right. Yeah, basically. Um, what else? What else? What else? Am I been doing? Oh, uh, Narco, which is like this uh game that was like very overshadowed by all the giant AAA games that released around it. I just saw a bunch of articles like on Polygon and Kotaku and like PC Gamer, like everyone yeah. should be playing this game. I'm like. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I need a slight break from Elden Ring. I'll check out this game because it's on Game Pass. So it's like everything is easy if it's on Game Pass. It's this really. Try not to spoil it because it is it's phenomenal. At least so far of the two hours I've played. Um, it's uh, about this girl who, after just kind of running away from home is coming back to narco louisiana uh which for folks who don't know is uh an actual city in the u.s it's like i don't know i think 40 50 minutes outside of new orleans something like that um but it's uh it's a real city that is actually very overshadowed by uh an oil company and in the game they lean into it and i thought it was funny that like the game begins with like any comparisons to like real things is completely uh coincidental i'm like you have literally set a game in narco louisiana which is a real place and your setting is about this small town being like overtaken by a really giant dangerous oil corporation like there's so many parallels here like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> um but it's about you uh coming home after your mom's died of cancer and your younger brother has just mysteriously disappeared um and so uh it's kind of there's a bit of like uh voodoo and gothic like southern vibes going on like eldritch monsters a lot of people obsessed with uh eyes and a very bloodborne uh manner um it's also futuristic like your mom has this uh android like helper who's now helping you try to find uh your brother uh since it's set in louisiana strong like a uh, person of color uh cast like of uh but it's like so it begins with you kind of thinking like oh this is going to be a game that kind of deals with the themes of like what happens to a small town when a fucking oil corporation like slowly takes over and takes people's jobs away and like fires the person who runs the nearby uh, gas station uh and replaces it with like an automated like uh ai worker um and something like that but it like and it does go into that but it kind of dives into this mystery about some like supposed like supernatural thing that is also like affecting uh the area and whatnot and it's it's beautifully written um and uh has this gorgeous pixel art um it sometimes kind of gets to that point in that you kind of see in the games like disco elysium and like uh kentucky route zero where it's like oh the writer who wrote this knows that they're a good writer and so they're kind of like dipping a little bit too far into like very poetic po- uh, prose right oh, now yeah, i was gonna say but I've been, I've been playing it too <laughs> um but uh like when it doesn't like dip into that and it kind of just focuses more on like just giving you that like mystery driven story i'm like oh this is 
this is dope. This is something that I uh, really like. Um, and I haven't beaten it yet, so I have no idea if it sticks the landing. But I've enjoyed the two hours that I have played with it already. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of people I, I follow, like, I trust their word in their, like, everyone across the board is super high on Narco. Um, and I've been, I played a little bit myself. Uh, it's funny you mentioned about the writing. I'm super early on, but Mm -hmm. my first impression was like, I have no idea what the fuck this game is trying to say. (laughs) Like it's, it's, it feels a little too abstracted, a little too esoteric for my taste maybe. Um, but I mean, I'm going to see it through because I feel like this is a game that's going to be a part of a lot of conversations especially about how games are like how stories are sold in games. So, uh, and a lot of people are, like you said, liking it to disco Elysium. So I think it, regardless, it's going to be worth playing through. And it's only like what, six, seven hours. Maybe it's not like, yeah, something like that. super deep RPG or whatever. So I am going to, I am going to see it through, but yeah, it's, I was going to ask you about how you feel about the writing because it's, I feel like, it's oh, like yeah. oh, all right. All right. Let's... Sometimes the writing gets to a point where I'm like, I remember being like a, sophomore in my english uh courses at college i mean like i'm so fucking smart let me <laughs> do like the most flowery language i can oh, yeah, I to describe something I'm yeah like, Fuck. it's like maybe i'm maybe i'm i'm brain dead because all i do is fucking watch anime and read nonfiction. but yeah. uh like i did feel the same way i'm like oh i remember yeah. i remember when i used to write like this but also it, like it, I don't it, wanna... do, it does dumb it down a little bit more like after the first hour it kind of gets to a point where it's like okay now you're just kind of saying what's going on and the mind tree that you unlock like mm-hmm. slowly helps with things to like yeah. catch you up to speed on what's going on but yeah i totally get it there's just some moments where i'm like okay i have to reread through this like paragraph four separate times yeah. just and at the end i'm like i think you're just describing that like the sky is foggy <laughs> yeah. that's the same exact thought process i have to when i was playing that was that was one of the not issues but that was one of my biggest hurdles with disco elysium where mm-hmm. i was like i'd read reams and reams of text and i'm like what are you talking about here and then i'd spend <laughs> ages like figuring it and i was like Oh, you're saying you're saying that that person was bad. Okay, gotcha. That's like, oh my god, I didn't need to read like five different pages of it. It was compelling. But the haunted but also, shadow like, of his soul was reflected in the yeah. deep pools of his eyes, and I'm like, just, just, just yeah. say that he was a just, bad person. Just, like, <laughs> just. Um, but yeah, I I understand. But I I definitely want to check out Norco out. Um, but how far? What are you playing on again? Uh, I'm playing it on a PC. I think it's only available uh, Windows and uh, I mean uh, Steam and uh, PC game Pass. and then Xbox uh, via PC on the Windows Store. I think I don't think yeah. it's available on any consoles. It would probably do really well if it was released on Switch, but I don't think it. Yeah, has. I, I would. I was. I wanted to play it on um, Steam Deck, but sadly. Uh, it's not easy to play it mm. on Steam Deck. You have to go through Microsoft Edge browser on Steam Deck to play through the cloud. I'm just like, I'm right. Yeah, you, know, yeah, you don't want to do that. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. But anything else, Jordan? Uh, the only other game that I've been really checking out is I can't even fucking pronounce it. I yeah, always call got it Anno Mutationum. Mutationum. 
but that I've been told say that the is first not part, how like, it's uh, Japanese. Ano, uh, mutation. You're just works. making that up. You don't know either. <laughs> no, I made that up. I just wanted to say ano. Yeah, it's uh, it's another smaller game that was kind of overshadowed a bit in the just onslaught we went through in the January through uh, March season. Um, another game that I haven't gotten too far into, but I've I'm enjoying it so far. It's just a a game where you're playing as a woman who has this mysterious illness and she's trying to figure it out, and she lives in this cyberpunk inspired uh city combat so far is pretty satisfying i just unlocked the parry and the parry is good and that's really all i need for any uh melee focused uh game um and i i'll probably have more to talk about it in later episodes of the podcast i'm only i think two two and a half hours in on that one so i i am enjoying it so far but i don't really know where it's going yet uh let's go to Hyam. Let's go. Let's, let's motherfucking go. go. I got some video <laughs> games to talk oh. about, baby. None of which are Final Fantasy 14, uh surprisingly, but let me start with let me yeah. Let me start with Kirby. Kirby yeah. and the Forgotten Land. Listen. So this good. is game of the year material. I am not fucking with y'all. Like Oh my god! Everyone's I'm saying that I love Kirby so much. Kirby is like you know how I I've been on like uh, um I play Pokemon Legends Arceus and like Rowlet is my life. Like Rowlet is <laughs> that's my son. He means everything to me. I will die for him. Uh, right now, if I needed to, um, Kirby is getting to that level. Like I I always like like Kirby. Oh, Kirby's cute. He's like this fluffy pink thing. Uh, but like something about Forgotten Land is just really got me invested in. Kirby like everything is so cute it's like almost too cute to the point where I'm just like they're tr- like sometimes I'm like they they know that this shit's cute and I'm just oh, like yeah but they but they got me you know what I'm saying <laughs> like it's, it's like I'm playing through I'm like oh okay we, Kirby's gonna do this cute animation yeah okay it's it's really cute okay Kirby, I I love I love you Kirby like uh it's so it's so it's so good the um I, I love I, I really like how quickly paced this game is. You go from level to level mm. so fast. It, it's just it's a game that really knows when it's time to move on. Like it's like, hey, we're gonna show you these cool mechanics. You're gonna do them a few times. Let's show you something else. Let's get to, get you to another level. Let's make you do something else. Um, let's change up the scenery. Uh, let's give you some new powers. Uh, it just it moves at such a good pace. I I probably put in like ten. Uh, 12 hours at this point i'm at the final i think the final world uh, of it and there's still like the, a lot of the side uh quests or not side quests the optional things to discover in the levels are very intuitive too so it's never like you have to go poking in some areas of the level that have make no damn sense it's like oh this is like if i'm <laughs> clever enough if i notice something well enough then i will free more waddle dees like you're, you're the point you're supposed to free all the waddle dees you can waddle dees these nuts god i've made that joke of when the game was announced relax you're not doing anything new. <laughs> i know i know but i it's appreciate classic. the effort yeah it is classic, you know what i'm saying um i really want to play just because i've seen a bunch of people being like none of you are ready for the 
ending of I'm not the new I've Kirby heard. game, yes. and I'm like, what is what happens? Like, what happens at that, the that, end that, of this game? Yo, that's what's <laughs> driving me to to because I'm on the last world and I can see uh, things kind of sort of falling into place, but it's it's still like at this point it's still Kirby where I don't know something evil happens. It doesn't really matter. Kirby's gonna save the world. We don't need to tell you much more. But I think it is building towards something, which reminds me a lot of Stranger of Paradise, funnily oh enough. Oh my god. No, come on. Yo, alright. I'm, I'm gonna get to that in a second. Because the thing is, like, oh, Kirby's just like, oh, save the world or whatever. Go on, go on about your chaos. business. And then it's not until not until the uh, not till the end where it's probably gonna do, like, a wild plot twist and do something unexpected. That's kind of what I'm, what I'm thinking about with Kirby. But I'm, I'm almost there, and just it's so delightful, but God, yo, this fucking soundtrack, the Kirby's in the Forgotten Land soundtrack is gotta be soundtrack of the year material. It is so the, damn good. The anime esque opening when that came up when when they pulled oh, that at the beginning, I was like, it's so beautiful. Like, oh, let's go! Like that got me. I know. I was. It brought a tear to my eye. I was like, oh, yo, this is so it's so sweet. Yeah, this game is like too sweet for its own good. Oh, <laughs> uh, and. And then, but as you go on to later levels, like the music gets. Would you, a little would you bit describe more... it as saccharine? Kind of. You kind can saccharine these nuts. <laughs> oh my god! Fuck out of here! I'm like, <laughs> I'm but, like, I don't know what's worse if Michael says yes or if Michael says no. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. It's a it's a fake dialogue choice. Yeah, it's a, um, it's an option select, as we call it in yeah. the fighting game community. Uh, but yeah, the as, and as as the game goes on, the soundtrack uh, builds gets more and more intense to the point where it's like this is. These are like JRPG boss battle themes mm. that this game is pulling out, and it's Damn. really, really good. That's Especially, high praise. That's yeah. high fucking praise. <laughs> yeah, there's um, you, there's a desert level where it turns into like a, like a really, really good like spaghetti western track. Oh, I, like, feel, you could, I was gonna say, do you mean desert level as in you know uh, sand and that kind of stuff? What do you mean like cookies and oh cake no 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 <laughs> no it's like sand. Okay, cool. Great. Uh, and then it has like yeah, like a really good uh, like this western vibe, almost a, like it's out of a Red Dead Redemption. Uh, and then you get to the lava level, and there's just I almost like I can see this as a Final Fantasy fourteen boss battle theme. It's uh, and I was listening to the track <laughs> the, the stuff earlier today, just like as I'm working, and I'm just like sitting there like, damn, there's layers to this stuff, man. Uh, but Kirby and the Forgotten Land, do not sleep on it. It is so cute. It's so good. It's a lot of fun, and it kind of reminds me of what you um, what you were saying, Jean Luc, about Lego Star Wars. Mm. To where it's not, it's a very good chill game. Like it's still challenging in all the right ways, but it's not. You don't have to bang your head against. It. Like I don't think I've ever died in this game, but there are moments where I'm like, oh, I really gotta, you know, put some effort into the things that I'm doing. It really, it's really good about riding that line of not being so easy to the point where it's brainless to uh but also like not being too hard to the point where if you don't really play video games this is kind of it would be un, you know like not approachable so it has a very good balance of that and i'm just really really enjoying it uh so much it is just <laughs> damn i read uh steven's review on gamespot.com and i was like mm-hmm. yeah this motherfucker knows mm. <laughs> um yeah Kirby's- all right michael Let's get to it. The game that you've been wanting to talk about <laughs> this entire time, the Kaito Files DLC. Okay. I've watched yeah. you. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to mention that. We'll, we'll, we'll get to it real quick. <laughs> okay. But uh, John Luke, have you been playing uh, Kaito Files at all? No, I need to get to it. I've, I've been... Okay. Like, I was kind of like, 
wrapped up in Lego Star Wars and stuff, but All right. I I want I want to check it out because everyone just yeah, is saying so, how good it is. I'm like, Ooh. yeah, it it is it's it's genuinely really good. So the Kaito Files is uh, Lost Judgment DLC where you play as uh, Kaito, who is a supporting character, and it centers around him. And uh, what I'll say about it is, it really proves that the Yakuza universe is just like a they can do what they do best, and it's still gonna hit. And they've done it over, like, what, fucking 10 games already. Mm. And it's still a hit. <laughs> like, they're so good. Like, they could, they're, they're, they're hitting, like, similar beats that they have yeah. for many, many years. And I'm just sitting there like, yo, I'm st- I still love this shit. I don't know how they, <laughs> like, they keep, just keep doing it. They could do the same thing. Uh, but I, I, it, it speaks to how well um, the characters, the characters that they build around the main games are interesting enough to the point where if they did want to kind of build out more backstory and highlight them, spotlight them, they could do that. And they've they've been yeah. doing that throughout Yakuza. Like once you got mm. to four, it was an ensemble cast. Five was an ensemble cast. Um, and then like a dragon, you know, you have a party. And it's like yes, it's about Ichiban, but each of the party members were like so well developed. So in Lost Judgment, where Yagami has his boys and Kaito is his main his main squeeze and it's like okay <laughs> let's take him and give him a backstory and it it kind of feeds back into like oh wow i care about the judgment side of the yakuza universe a little bit more because this character who was cool already is now even cooler but also i feel like i really understand where he comes from in mm. his place in like the yakuza universe and like having everything always about like the tojo clan and like everything is always related to the Tojo clan and it's always about Kamarocho in some form. Like even when you go to Yokohama in Like a Dragon and Lost Judgment, Kamarocho is still like the center where things happen. Uh so the fact that you keep going back to these places and uh, remembering these these different uh organizations uh time and time again, it's like they have all this backstory already embedded into that world to where they can focus on a character and like all the gaps are kind of filled in your mind already because like i know who the tojo clan is i know how the yakuza works and that's how mafia works um and it's just it 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 lets the characters kind of have their moments uh, in a very efficient manner so you're already drawn into the drama like i already know what kaito's deal is but the fact that we go so deep into his personal life is it's it's just really well done there i mean there are some things I don't like about Lost Judgment from like a mechanical perspective, like tailing missions and mm. uh, some of the pacing is weird, but it's it is what it is. Like I, it's still good. Um, it, it's still like their storytelling style is still good enough, uh, and it's still very strong in some regards. But if you had any love for Lost Judgment, Kaito Files is like a slam dunk. You gotta play the shit. Um, I think it's it's really well done, and uh, I don't know. I just. I like Kaito. I think he's cool. I, so going into this, I was like, I wonder if this is a test bed for him to kind of become the new Takeover. protagonist yeah. for the... Mm. Yeah, like, I love of, Kaito. Of the main series? Yeah, because they, they the, a while ago, they're... Yeah, yeah, they were uh, yeah, moving There's on, trouble but... with... Uh, or it, there's it's up in the air, I guess, but uh, the actor whose likeness and voice is uh, Takuki Yagami, who's the main protagonist of Judgment, is... That's up in the air. I mean, I don't know if, how or if Judgment it will come back and in what form, mm. but, uh, but yeah, the, the Kaito Files is good, and I want to. I wonder if I don't know if they're doing this for all the other sub characters, but they're they could because those sub characters are like uh, Jean Luc. You're only gonna know this, but like Sugiro is. Oh yeah, I think he's interesting yep. enough. Higashi is super. Like I'm 
I was bummed that Lost Judgment didn't lean into Higashi enough. And yeah. I think he would be like super cool because he does have a funny backstory where he's like trying to be hard as fuck, but he's like a kid at heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he tries to be like this tough boss to his underlings. But he's also he's always like it's like, man, I support y'all though. Like, don't don't get into trouble. I don't want to see y'all hurt. But man up. Yeah. But also please don't get hurt. Like he's like he's really, really he's really cool. Yeah, every he's, every time like really, he, Yagami meets him, he's always like Come on, Yagami, I'm trying to act cool and tough over here. And Yagami's like, ah, you ain't, come on. And he's like, all right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's, oh, he's, he has some moments in the Kaito files that I think are really, really cute. Um, and I, w- I would love to see them flesh him out because I, I would, the same thing, if they did the same thing for him as they did with Kaito, I think there's a cool story to be told there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's so definitely that. That's exciting because, like, I felt like Kaito was just sort of a character in the background in the main Lost Judgment. Like, you know, he was there yeah. when he kind of needed to be, but it he, yeah, he kind of fell off because the story kind of ended up being about, had had so much to focus on the kind of new characters they were introducing. So sort of like, yeah. and Kaito's here too, to like, yeah, you know, be hot and, and punch some people. <laughs> and he's here too. And be, beat a motherfucker's ass. <laughs> yeah. Like that, That's what he's there for, that's is he's be hot for. and beat a motherfucker's ass. So, so uh, <laughs> it's cool that they're like, ah, oh, let's give him his moment. And like, I, yeah. I agree with you where it's like, I think that series is at a place where like, they have just built like a, a world and, and like a framework that you can just, I could literally play uh, you could put any character, uh, whether like an old character who's been in the background or even a new character, and just slot them into that world. And like, I'm already like invested and interested yeah. in like, what they could do. Like, I, I'm not saying they should go this route, but like, if they were to, like, they could do a like RGG infinite, like, whatever, like, you know, like what they're trying to pitch <laughs> yeah. with uh, the new Assassin's Creed, where they're like, it's a, we're going to just add different mini stories. And I'm like, if you were to tell me, like, we got this, like, Yakuza framework where we can just, like, have little mini stories. Turn it into a service game. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would be like, I'm like, oh, I'm kind of, I'm yeah. kind of into it. Like, I wouldn't. Which isn't bad. Service games can it, be it's, good. It's, oh, the, yeah, it's the anthology <laughs> nature of it that's, like, exciting of, like, ooh, what if you yeah, just kind yeah. of are, like, hopping around between these different characters and, like, you know. Hey, not every Yakuza... Every six months, you get a new, like, two to five hour storyline. Like, not every Yakuza story needs to be this, like, epic 30-hour soap opera. I love that shit, yeah. and I, but but yeah. I do like that the idea of, here's a couple just, like, small short stories that you kind of do. Yeah, that, that that is cool. That is uh, an aspect I was thinking about in terms of, like, yeah, the, the, the Kaito Files is, like, what, five, six, seven hours, maybe, uh, in total. Um, I do... It does move kind of fast, where it's like, okay, we need to, like, get to the point because there's a lot of in yakuza there's a lot of like plot twists and stuff that kind of make the ending like they they swerve in so many directions that that like that that kind of makes the ending unpredictable Mm. um but for they still they're still able to do that with with kaito files despite it being short but you could tell like okay we're gonna do the massive backstory lore dump in this cutscene, and then another one in this cutscene fight a bunch of dudes like you can tell that they're working within the same framework yeah. and i think there are moments where i feel like they're trying to fit kaito into the lost into the judgment framework a little too hard mm. um but it's fine like it's not egregious it doesn't feel out of place it's still like oh i can i see what y'all are doing yeah because like not gonna build a whole new game around it uh just for this dlc so it's like we're gonna reuse a lot of the stuff we did for lost judgment uh there and it, it works just fine it it's good enough to do what they what they want to mm. and need to do so is that nice yeah mm. that's that on that yeah and uh, then final fantasy 
Stranger of Paradise. I'm not going to go on too long because I feel like I've talked about this game. I've written about it a lot on fanby.com. And I've, I've, the only, the only thing I tweeted about in the month of March was Stranger of Paradise Final <laughs> Fantasy Origin. Yes, it's fucking stupid. Yes, it is a, the silliest, dumbest meathead game. But there comes a point. There comes a point when you realize that it is that for a reason. So, yes, the chaos memes are funny. But I, I'm seeing people kind of dismiss, being very dismissive of this game. I think that's that's what that that kind of uh, that's the part that uh, that gets me all heated. I get heated about that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you can you can make fun of the game. The game is there to be made fun of. But if you're dismissive of it, that's a different story because this game is legitimately good. This is a great. This is currently my favorite game of the year. Um, I don't think that I've said that as much, so I don't think that's much of a surprise. But gameplay wise, it is solid. Team Ninja neo type stuff on top of just this huge web of final fantasy jobs and all they they play legitimately different it has a lot of depth depth that i don't think the game necessarily needed but it's there and it's well done um but goddamn this game like i've watched bless has been streaming it and he's been streaming he's like yo this game is fun but i don't give i don't care about the story at all i have no idea what's going on his last stream was when that he hit the turning point and it's the same exact thing that happened to me to where oh, he was damn. like, oh, shit, I think I get you. it. How many hours in is that turning point? Let's say 15 to 20 hours. <laughs> Jeez. Jesus Christ. But, but because the thing is, my problem is I'm finding the gameplay very boring. Okay. Well, so if, if you're not hooked by the gameplay, then I don't, I don't necessarily think it's worth it then. Because for me, for Bless and I, we were like, just like, if this game is just this gameplay focused i'm cool with it i'm having a ton of fun i love it um but if you're not digging the gameplay then i don't think it's worth banging your head against the wall to get to see what the payoff is right because, right um because that, that's that's it has to ha- nail both aspects for either one to work uh i feel like so the fact that i was just playing this game to have fun and then it surprised me with something genuinely like interesting and um that roped me in that make, makes me legitimately care about what happened in that game and the story and its characters and makes me appreciate the final fantasy universe just a little bit more um i I think i'm going to carry on playing it my problem with the gameplay currently is i don't find a lot of it satisfying if you know what i mean like and i think Mm -hmm. the challenge doesn't really come from the mechanics are numerous i don't think they're very well explained or i think Mm. there's they're like too many of it and like it all overlaps in a really weird way and then almost all of it feels irrelevant unless you're doing 1v1 boss encounters like i don't think out in the main world like you're fighting random enemies you need to think about most of the counter stuff like you can button mash your way through most of that um and that's the problem i had like i'll get into a boss and it's like oh now you want me to use all the mechanics in unison um and then the boss fights aren't really super i've only done like one or two they haven't been super like i did that last one i did was that guy on the pirate ship who for some reason is a pirate i I like don't know why he's a pirate and he's like british as well for some reason he's He's just like yep i'm a pirate um and like i fought him and he had like a one hit kill move out of nowhere and i was like okay cool this is this (laughs) is the kind of thing that you're doing um i was like this is what you're doing and i feel like the language of the game is extremely like difficult to pass in terms of the visual language because 
Uh-huh. It wants you oh, to do yes. yeah. it wants you to do counters that are like timing based, and then it throws particle effects and lens flare over each of the characters <laughs> so that you can't see like startup animations. You can't see when yeah. the char- when your enemy is about to hit you to hit the counter button. And part of that is like kind of uh, taken care of by the fact that your counter is like not secure where you need to tap it at a certain moment. You just kind of hold out your counter like. Uh, hitbox for a few seconds yeah. which is like less satisfying but the amount of times the one thing i realized the, the point where i realized was like i wasn't digging it was when there was an enemy that had a a boss that had one hit kill move that had a it would signal signal it by doing like a red lens flare style move like yeah. a red like you know how Sekiro has yeah. the red symbol that appears in this, it was like the red lens flare. The problem with was that my character also has a charge up attack animation that uses the same. No, uses the same red lens flare. Oh, so yeah. like there were times when I was doing my charge attack, I couldn't see that the boss or the enemy was doing its unblockable because it was overlapping the the animations and also the the kind of like the symbol that is showing to to you what you need to do. And yeah. I was like. This is not well thought out. Like it's not considered. It's like <laughs> no, another case of them yeah. being like, uh, "Let's try and make a let's make one of these games that from software fans love, but not do it as smartly." Um, yeah, there, there, there are some things, especially as you mentioned the the visual language, is that I think some of the boss fights are a little too obtuse because of how how they're animated. Because like when, especially coming off Elden Ring, where it's there, there's there's certain body language of the boss that gives you a read especially like i think like when i was fighting godric where he can do like one of two things if you see a certain animation it's like oh he's gonna do one of two things and then i can kind of anticipate that but if he does the other thing then at least i have a moment to anticipate that which is like it's like this chess match where it's a mind game between me and the boss whereas in Final Fantasy Origin, it's like, no, this boss is just going to fucking do this in, like, the next five frames. Deal with it. You know what I mean? Uh, so, I don't think it's as smart as a From Software game. And I, I don't expect it to be, but it was one thing that I noticed where I'm like, okay, like, I'm going to have to approach this fight in a different way, not in a way I do for From Software, but let me lean into what my different jobs can do and not not cheese it, but, like, let me string together these various systems in a way that makes this encounter manageable. Uh, I think I, I found a lot of fun in that, but I do agree also, like, there is a lot of depth that I discovered myself, and I'm like, yo, this is fucking genius, and, but the game isn't good about showing you that it's genius, or that I, like, <laughs> in the way that I thought it was, so I, I, I do feel you on that. Mm, yeah, but I think I am going to go back to it. I started streaming it, and then after a little bit, I was like, eh, I'm, I'm alright, I'm just going to, it was yeah. either that or Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, and I started with Final Fantasy because I was like, this seems like I'll be super into it. And then I wasn't into it. So I switched over to Ghostwire Tokyo, which isn't amazing, but it like showcases a lot of really cool creative things in the world. Yeah. And I'm like having way more fun with that. So, but I think I might go back to play Stranger of Paradise on console um, just because I can like lounge in front of my TV and, and play it instead of being like sat at my desk, which yeah. I'm already having to do for Elden Ring 150 hours in. Um, yeah but yeah <laughs> oh my god <laughs> shit man stranger paradise though don't sleep on it um man the way that game r- r- wraps around to final fantasy one oh shit 
Yeah, oh I kind of, God. I kind of have a pretty good guess of how that's going to happen. I'm, I'm interested to see it. I just, I, I wish that um, Jack Chaos was a little more interesting right oh, now. Get, I know he oh, gets he, there. Yeah, he gets there. <laughs> um, but, but like right now, he's just like really. And I, the pink haired dude, what's his name? Jed. Jed. Purple, purple prompto. Yeah, purple prompto. I want that character archetype to die in Final Fantasy games. Oh, I like <laughs> the prompto archetype. I'm I have had fully enough of it. Like I'm so done with that. I, that at, the, at this I'm point, so sorry, Tam, but it's not going. It's not. No, it's not going, no, it's not going away. The thing is, like every time he speaks, I'm like, you know what? You know what? The worst part of it is, I removed him from my party. So I was still like, talks. I'm free. This motherfucker still talks. <laughs> he's not in my party and he's still talking. All, all the party language, all, all the dialogue is still there regardless he's of who you He's just in your pocket, just yammering on yep. away, yammering yep. on. That's my guy. Like you That's can't silence guy. me. I, I'm, oh, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of that archetype either, but I have resigned my fate to the fact that it will always be there. So yeah. I got to learn to... Learn to uh, 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 deal with it. Uh, the it's thing fine. That, the thing that amuses me about Jack Chaos is, have any of you seen Documental? No. Documental, so, Documental no. is a Japanese uh, Amazon original series. It's, it's created by Matsumoto Hitoshi, who was uh, one of the co comedians on Gaki no Tsukai. Um, I think I know what this is. You yes. know what I've seen. So, like, the problem with uh, Jack Chaos is he looks exactly like current era Matsumoto Hitoshi yeah. because he went Matsumoto Hitoshi went away for a while. He got super jacked <laughs> and came back like he he went from skinny to like mega jacked and came back with blonde hair. And when they announced Stranger of Paradise, I was like, holy fuck, that's Matsumoto Hitoshi. I just put a picture of it into the uh, into the Discord. You can look at it. But like, wow. tell me that's not Jack Chaos. Yeah, this is Jack oh Chaos. Oh my god! Asian. <laughs> <laughs> a thousand percent. Yeah, that's one thousand Jack Chaos. <laughs> I was like, damn! If someone can mod Jack Chaos on PC to look more like Matsumoto Hitoshi, I would love that. And then play it in um, Japanese. Yeah. There's a great, so if you've never seen Documental, you should check it out. It's basically this thing where it's like he's created a room. He goes out and hand selects a variety of comedians from Japan and he puts them all in the room. And the, the goal is there's prop, there's stuff in the room, there's props in the room. No one is allowed to laugh. If you laugh, you are eliminated and you can do anything to make the other person laugh. Last person standing wins money. Isn't and this a Rooster Teeth show? They like, they they took this idea from Documental, okay. <laughs> and it is incredible. One of my favorite skips is a th a skips is th is a thing called the Anal Olympics, where someone <laughs> creates the Anal Olympics, and it's basically he pitches it as uh, who can get who can expose their anus the fastest. And it is, they like pixelate it out, but like you see this, like these people walking around and they've obviously like okayed all this stuff. You see them walking around and then suddenly just so quickly in the blink of an eye, this man pulls his pants down and spreads his cheeks just in front of everyone. And they're like, fuck. And they have to just like, there's a scene where like three of them have been caught by this guy with his an anus out and they have to try not to laugh. They're just staring into his bum hole, just like, trying to be like, booty hole. Come completely 
you're just trying to be completely like straight face, trying not to laugh. And like Hito, yeah. Matsumoto Hitoshi is like watching on cameras, and like if anyone like even smirks, he hits a big red button and alarms go off, and they like he comes in and then he issues like a red card to whoever was laughing. It's incredible. You that gotta watch wild. it. It's incredible. It's so good. But anyway, um, put put Matsumoto Hitoshi in Stranger of Paradise. Hell yeah. But yeah, and that's it. That's Michael's uh, Michael's uh, stuff that he's checked out. Yeah, honestly, check out, my, check out my Ghostwire Tokyo review on Fanbyte. Also, very good. No, don't do that. No, don't do that. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I'm enjoying Ghostwire Tokyo. I'm playing it very slowly. A um, lot of good drip in it. A lot of good fits in it. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone, everyone looks great. Um, it, it's, it made me get into messenger bags. You know the strap-on I, ones. I yeah, I, I've been, I've been. I've been rocking like yo. That's so that's I what used, I do now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I used to have one, um, and I when I came to America, I didn't bring it with me. So recently, I was like, I'm gonna get one. And then obviously, everyone knows Kurt is a big messenger, like uh, across the body bad guy. So I was like, he recommended me one, and he recommended me one by Topo nah, Design. You got you got to you got to get like the the, the bomb beast. bag. Yeah, it's got to be small though. It's got to be like a fan. It's a fanny pack, but you strap it across your shoulder. Yeah, that's, so that's I've got way, one. That's been the wave. So I've got one that uh, fits uh, more stuff in it because I just want to. I don't want to carry around a bunch of things at the same time in my pockets. So yeah. like, I got a brand new phone. I got a new iPhone, um, which is the latest one. Um, and I was like, oh, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna use my old iPhone, which is a bit banged up and it can't be sold, just purely as like a gaming device and also a an iPod device. But I don't want to carry both of them in my pocket. So when I'm out and about, I'll throw this in my backpack thing or my uh my little messenger bag thing and just it will connect to my bluetooth headphones and i'll just be able to listen to my music and i won't be draining the battery of my brand new phone and it's working out great for me wow it's wonderful um so yeah i've been mostly playing a little bit of ghostwire tokyo still playing elden ring um no one needs to hear what what i've been doing (laughs) beyond that like that's it i've been watching x files i've been watching x files still it's still how far are you i watch one of I'm middle of season two. Okay. Um. So I just did the episode yesterday, which was called I can't remember. It's like got a weird name, but it's the one with the um demonic worship happening in the school. Mm. Um. I think that might be my favorite episode so far. So like, I like the alien shit, the mythology stuff, but like demonic supernatural shit is my jam. Oh yeah. Like I I love that stuff so much. And when it appears in X Files, I was like, yeah, I'm in. And that episode is great. The villain of the uh, the episode is really good. Um that substitute teacher lady. But it's for X Files, the show from fucking dozens of years ago. <laughs> oh, wow. Um <laughs> also you've been watching yeah. uh Super Eye Patch Wolf. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of Super Eye Patch Wolf who uh released a two hour long video on why you should still read Berserk despite the sad passing of its author, Kentaro Mira. Um and it's a real good video. I've been doing that on my stream, uh, yeah. which I'm has been popping into as well. Um and yeah, it's it's a really good video. It's got some spoilers in it. Um but um I was just I was actually in the middle of watching it literally right now. It's on my my second monitor, should I not? Should I stop watching it if it's too spoiler? Yeah, if you're going to read... Have you read any Berserk? No. Okay, yeah. It's got mega spoilers for the Golden Age and the okay. Black Swords okay. arc, which are the first two um, arcs. Um, yeah, it's got some spoilers in it because he does describe some of the stuff that is set, is setting up. Um, okay, uh, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll read, get to a point, and then I'll go back and finish the video. Yeah, it's a good video. Um, it's really, really good. 
and obviously Super Eye Patch Wolf is a close collaborator of ours. Um, so keeping it in the family to a degree. Oh yeah, huh? Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. And that also brings to a close this episode of GameSpot After Dark. Mm. Michael, thank you so much for hanging out. Thank you for coming back once again. Um, where can people find you and what you up to? Uh, you can find me and all of my bullshit at Michael P. Hyam on Twitter and at fanbyte.com where I am writing about uh, Final Fantasy XIV and Stranger of Paradise and Cat Boys and Bunny Girls. Um, mm. <laughs> Final Fantasy XIV patch 6.1 launches next week uh, at the time of the release of this episode. So uh, I'm going to be going going hard on that. There's going to be a lot of shit to cover. And if you don't know what patch 6.1 got whew, i got some i got some articles for you you know what i'm saying so uh <laughs> good um john luke where you at what are you up to uh you can find me at john luke Seipke. uh i've been working on uh lego star wars like i said the review um uh is a little late because uh, that game's already out but that should be up um by the time you're listening to this um I've been spending a lot of time working on the podcast studio in the office, and Ooh. we are just about ready to start uh, recording in there. So in the same room. Wild. So if, if assuming nothing weird happens, I think maybe next week we, we might actually be recording in the same room, which is Yo, let, let me let me come by and get my shit. Yeah, you're welcome. Stop to, on by. You could do that anytime, Michael. Yeah, but <laughs> I want to I want to I want to go when there's like, yo, it's kind of whimsical. Like people are here yeah. and shit, not just like fucking security. In the words of the Resident Evil Four merchant, "Come back anytime." Yay, Jordan. Uh, folks can find me on Twitter at jmrame. Uh, by the time this goes up, I'll have another uh, Apex Legends column out. Uh, this one is going to be focusing on how games like Apex could benefit from uh, looking to the storytelling of games like uh, Final Fantasy XIV and Destiny. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's an interesting mm. angle. I like it. Ooh. I would say you should try do next one. Um, how Apex Legends could benefit from circle strafing and lock on. <laughs> wow, wow! I change, can't even imagine how furious that game. the community would be if Respawn added those <laughs> put things. Put a giant to sword, a first person shooter, put, swords, put big, put swords, big in swords in, it. lock in on to a Apex first person Legends. shooter, and make yeah. a third person <laughs> uh, in it. Done, done, <laughs> easy. Uh, make sure to. I, I'm on Twitter at Tomorrow H and Twitch as Tomorrow H, and I'm just doing things here and there, everywhere. You know, I'm doing stuff. Uh, don't worry about it. Don't ask too many questions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> make sure to head to your podcast service of choice and rate and review us. If you're on Spotify, hit that five stars on this podcast or on the GameSpot After Dark podcast. Uh, profile it's one of those things and then if you're on any other podcast services that does reviews please do rate and review it helps us a great deal because we don't want to get cancelled you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i don't think i don't think we're up for Was cancellation there a possibility of that? i don't think so but i'm always afraid that i might get cancelled i mean the podcast might get cancelled sorry you are not afraid of being cancelled what was all those fucking Tier list and tables you posted last night. Those yeah. fucking bitch. tier makers. <laughs> oh my god. People were upset. People were upset. 
Uh, the funniest shit is like watching people get upset on twitter but like watching you do the tier list live and i'm like (laughs) they don't know (laughs) so good i think my favorite one was the kingdom hearts one where i put all the characters as trash (laughs) (laughs) and said fuck it you you yeah you y'all deal with it i will see you next week peace